Hello, welcome to the Reflect Now podcast. We're getting into episode two. I'm so excited. If you're new, the whole concept is how do we reflect heaven in the place and space God has us. I'm joined by a very special guest. Let's go. I'm joined today. Yeah, he even gets his own little hype, hype here. Um, we are at a place called From the From Ground Up. From Ground Up Cafe, and it's owned by our very own Mcizi James. Ooh, ooh, again, my other hype. Yeah, yeah, you know, you got to get the hype. Um, Mcizi's joining us today, and uh, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, we've done a few things, had a few conversations in the past, um, mm. but this one's going to be extra special for anyone that doesn't know who you are. And if they are, they're probably living under a rock. Uh, or probably never drive a car. Um, <laughs> give us the 30-second uh, intro to MCZ James. Yeah, thank you so much for having me again. Uh, it's good to see you guys again. Um, MCZ James, the owner of From Ground Up. 30 seconds, done. Joking. Um, I guess that in, in a nutshell, I'm a radio presenter, TV presenter, currently at 947. If you drive your car and in Johannesburg from 9 o'clock in the morning, previously at 5FM, previously at East Coast Radio, uh, TV, uh, businessman, thriving to create cool brands in general, marketing consultant, um, yeah, busy body, which I'm trying to get away from. I'm trying to get away from being a busy body. It's true. That's who I am. You are, you are very busy, but on the other side, you also are engaged and going to be married very soon. Soon to be engaged, getting married in, what's the day today? August, I don't know, six months? Is it four? I don't know, a couple Whatever of months. Whatever it is to December. <gasps> Isn't December like in four months? Yeah, you get very August, scared. August, October, yeah. September, October, November, this. Beyonce dying somewhere right now. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah. Uh, did that real the realization only hit you right now? I keep now. saying to people, my wedding's like in six months. I've got time. It's four months away now. Well, uh, this is always what happens. We were speaking about it. Like when you get to June, July, you're like, yeah, yeah, no, we're all good. And then August hits, and yeah. suddenly it's like, oh no, we're not halfway. Absolutely. But it feels like another side. Um, we always start the podcast doing something fun just to get the conversation going. Okay. And uh, what we're doing for this season two is uh, something called Two Truths, One Line. So I got you ready for that. Hopefully we'll get through two rounds of it. But let's see how well I know Msizi just in uh, the few conversations that we've had. See how well I know him. See if I can pick out the lie from the truth. Two Truths, One Lie. Go. Okay, so I started dating my fiance when I was 17. I um, am an only child and I have two dogs. I know you have two dogs. Okay. I feel like... Hey man, I'm 28. No, You I'm have spoken about previously dating others. So I doubt if it was 17 that would work. So I'm going to pick that as the lie. The lie is that I'm an only child. Oh no. <laughs> so technically you're right and you're wrong. We did start dating at 17. Oh, there was so a hiatus. Yeah. So hey. we started dating when I was in matric. That's a loophole. <laughs> exactly. It's a trick question because started dating when I was in matric and then broke up when I left school because she's two years younger than me. She was still at school. I moved out of the town, moved out of the city, really lived elsewhere. And we happened to reconnect in Mozambique in 2016. So five, six years ago now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great story. So trick one. Trick Listen, one. It was a trick one. It was a loophole. So I, I'll give myself half points for that. This is going to be hectic because um, I genuinely haven't thought of a second one. Uh, two truths Let's do on the fly Okay As a 947 DJ You should be able to think on your feet And make it happen So Two truths one lie Round two go Absolutely I Genuinely hate coffee Like Even though I have a coffee shop I do not like coffee I have a uh, Oh I'm allergic to chocolate And last one is 
I used to be a surf instructor. Um, I'm going to go with being a, a coastal boy that you, you, you at some stage surfed and could instruct in said thing. Is that right? Absolutely. Okay, true. If I was on radio, okay. I was a surf instructor. Okay, we got, got that one. Okay, so now between the coffee... What was the second one? I'm allergic to chocolate. Allergic to chocolate. I've never seen you eat a chocolate. And I just... I don't know, the coffee... I mean, you're sitting here with like a nice coffee right now. Maybe I'm advertising the restaurant. Maybe... I mean, that's, <laughs> you don't have to sip it, but like, that's halfway gone. Um, no, I'll go with your uh, allergic to chocolate. Absolutely. As the lie or the truth? As the truth. Absolutely. I am. I am allergic to chocolate. And don't ask me which part, but it's a full thing. Weirdly enough, like, I like milk. I really like milk. And cocoa is fine. Like, I don't really like the taste, but it's fine. It's once everything is put together, like a chocolate bar... Yoo! Can't. Bad things happen. Can't. Can't, can't. Migraines, my throat swells. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I must... Life is really average for you. We'll it have to really have like, a pre-session after this. Just quickly. <laughs> Del- deliverance from Yeah, this. I was about to say, something's inside of me. Please pray it out. You know, I don't know what spirit has taken over me. <laughs> um, CZ, one thing I always love is be, uh, being around you, talking to you, is you're a very passionate guy. Mm. I think the, the world has, um, has grabbed the idea of... Um, about the importance of passion mm. and how it drives you and how it leads you but there always needs to come and it always has to come back to it but there's you know when we deal in these things like passion creativity other conversations we've had it always pulls back to a source um where do you think the source of passion is for you and where do you think it should be i guess it's a desire to to be in a better world than I came into, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like impact um, legacy, that type yeah, of Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, if anyone knows anything about my past is that I don't really come from any sort of wealth at all. I don't come from a, a necessarily well-off background. I mean, I'm not going to say that we were uh, the worst in this country. We live in a crazy country, you know. But um, I guess that was one of the driving forces for me as far as business, especially, is concerned. And uh, yes, a lot of people can be business people but aren't really passionate about what they do. Mm. Um, a, a lot of my passion stems from my family too. I think my you can pass down passion sometimes. So I think my mom passed that, that sort of being passionate about everything that you do down to me. I mean, she runs NGOs and she's passionate about different things compared to what I am. But I think that's where the stem it stems from as far as like really being into yeah. and loving what you do. Uh, but as far as the business passion comes from, that genuinely, without trying to be super cheesy, it comes from a place of having nothing, you know, mm-hmm. and not having. And so that's where it comes from and wanting to leave a bit, like you said, a legacy behind not just for my children, but for people in general, you know. Um, I don't want to, sure, sounds very self-indulgent to say I don't want to be forgotten, but um, I want to leave something behind. Yeah. Because I, I didn't come into a world where anything was left behind for me, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no. So I get that's that. where that comes from. Uh, part two is where should it come from? I don't understand the question. <laughs> so I think uh, where, where it kind of like... Where it starts to, uh, when things get tough, yeah, often your passion, your motivation, what's going on behind the scenes mm. gets tested. Mm. And so sometimes I think when we're passionate because, or, or our motivation is coming from some, it's not just to leave a legacy or an impact mm. that's more positive than what we came into. Sometimes it could be, hey, my motivation is actually 
to grab a hold of these material things to mm. to to have that status to walk in the room and everyone knows my name whatever you yeah. know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think when you start to when things get tested it starts to pull back into those motivations and the Absolutely. and the whys of what's going on and so i i i think with the, then in my mind there mm. could be things that uh, sources that it should come from and sources that probably probably Absolutely. shouldn't come and from and i think those temptations are there i think also especially starting off in my career there was definitely those temptations of yo this is why i'm doing this i'm only doing an extra show a week or i'm only doing an extra gig a week just so i can have that bmw you know i think that has changed for me in the last couple of years as my life has progressed with my fiance you know with my with my world in general and how mm. i view the world that i'm in but that's changed a lot so i i can i can attest to having been down that path where it was like What's really motivating me? Why am yeah. I doing this stuff? Do I need a house in four ways or Parkers or whatever it may be? Do I need to live in that flat in Amsanga? Is that why I'm doing that? Yeah. And never being content. And I guess that's where a lot of my initial driving force was. And a lack of contentment with where I was. But genuinely, and I said this to a friend of mine the other day, if Jesus was to come back tomorrow, I genuinely think, firstly, it's about time. COVID has been hectic. <laughs> but also... I'm in such a happy place or a decent place in my life where, I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't have everything in the world, but it's like I'm in such a content place with my life at the moment. Yeah. You know, at least, Jesus, wait until like just after December 18th, just so I can get married first, you know? But, um, yeah, I'm just in such a good place now that I'm not driven by the idea of wanting more. Yeah. I don't want more. That's why I don't like the idea of hustling, you know, or the term hustling, just because I'm not trying to grab more. I'm trying to make sure that what I have succeeds. Yeah. You know, I'm very happy with what uh, what's going on in my life. Let's just make that flourish. You know, how do we make those brands bigger? How do we make sure that they're sustainable? Yeah. I don't want to be the brand. I want to create brands because yeah. the issue when you are the brand in general is that what happens if I disappear tomorrow? What happens to everything that I've been doing? You know, does that disappear too? And that's uh, that's some that's something that scares me. I think it's something that pulls back and uh, like you're touching into some like leadership stuff, impact stuff mm. and you're talking in from business space. We often will talk about it um, and we've done leadership series on it where, you know, so much of the world wants to go after success, but actually biblically it's like we go after significance because mm. we want the thing to be healthy. We want it to grow, but mm. we also want it to be significant. Mm -hmm. If it's just successful, cool, it'll Absolutely. be fine. But it's that, that's, that's the poor man's version. Absolutely. The, the other the other side is significance and, and and I think I mean you spoke about it the last year and a half going through covid challenges being a business owner what do you think's the biggest thing like god has been teaching you god has been pulling you through to get to that place where you actually are feeling that contentment where actually I, I, I'm kind of happy where we are. Absolutely. I know where we're going, but let's carry on. Bro, and I keep saying to people like it's been the craziest year uh, for a lot of people and while most of us lost something during COVID, be it physically you lost uh, a person or you lost your livelihood because of a job or whatever it may. A lot of people went through a lot of stuff, but I keep saying like, God really, really looked out for us, well, me this past year, man. And I've been so blessed with the different things that have started. I mean, we started this restaurant mid-COVID, mm -hmm. you know, um, and that was just an act of faith. It was like, yo, let's see if it happens, you know, but we just... We, we took that leap and I mean, we started another business. I started my own, uh, me and my fiance started our own coffee brand since then. And it's like just watching that grow before its official launch. And it's like, he's really got a hand in a lot of stuff that we're doing at the moment. And I think when you're doing things for the right reason, um, it's much easier for them to, to succeed and God to like, 
I don't want to say like God doesn't help people if you're doing it for the wrong reason. But it's like all good gifts come from Him, and when you are doing things for the right reason, it's like you can see His hand in those things. Yeah. You know, like I think about why we started a coffee brand or why we started this or that. Why I'm doing this, and it's like. I know that I'm not doing it just for the money, the quick money grab and then disappear. You know, there's a real reason why From Ground Up is even named From Ground Up and the concept. And it's like, you can see his hand in a lot of that yeah. stuff. Tell us about that. So the idea of From Ground Up is that we wanted to create, we didn't want to create more employees in South Africa. We wanted to create potential employers and business owners. So the idea was to take a lot of people who had never worked at a restaurant, you know, had never been in this industry, never made a cup of coffee, bring them here, train them, teach them how to make coffees and then eventually give them their, I don't know if you saw a bunch of containers at the back yeah. there, but the idea is eventually to set up containers around different townships, around the country, even in suburbs, you know, corner of park or whatever, set up suburbs with our own guys owning those containers as their own coffee shops yeah. that we franchise out to them and help them start their own businesses. So start them from ground up, literally where they know nothing about coffee, teach them about coffee grounds yeah. and then uh, send them out, man. And um, that's the whole point. So the concept has always been to grow and, and, uh, create more employers than employees yeah you know um because small business is the backbone of our economy and so if we can create more small businesses because caswell who's our main guy here head barista manager when he leaves here he's now been equipped with the managerial skills yeah. the skills of how to run a cafe enough to take his own container to I guess some park like Delta Park or the corner of Delta Park set up a cafe have his own staff you know and perhaps Castle wants to have three of those containers yeah. and it's like we want to create real livelihoods where these people know that they're doing it for themselves and not just getting handouts yeah. you know so that was the idea from ground up not just having the same 10 people work here for the rest of their lives you yeah. know um, even our turnaround, we don't want anyone to work here for more than two years. Just once you've been here for two years, please, let's help you start something else. I mean, my little brother started here. He moved into another division, which is sales. No longer works here now. He's a sales guy with the same company, though. So it's like, that's the plan. That's the plan. Oh. I think anytime you're talking about empowering mm. someone, putting the, the, the stuff in their hands mm. that they can then run with, you're getting into significance over yeah, success. Exactly. Um, exactly. I think that's where, where, where you're seeing it. So well done to you guys, Absolutely. to you and your team. It's Thank a, you. such and a cool thing yeah, to see. And I see. say that's why we're doing it for the right reasons. We're not just doing it so we can have a super successful restaurant that makes all the money in the world and is super packed every week. And it's like we're trying to create something different. And like you said, some, some sort of impact yeah. within our communities. I think we're uh, last thing I, I, I want to talk about and it's what I, I'll kind of pose to you um, Looking at the next 12 months, mm. and I'm not just saying on, the, not just on the macro scale, micro scale, individuals, mm. um, what do you think is the most encouraging thing or the thing we need to grab a hold of in the next 12 months to make progress, to be in a better place, to be uh, in a place where it's more positive than we are right now? Whew. Yo, you came with some heavy questions, hey? Some he I thought you were going to ask me like what my favorite drink is and hey. how do I like my coffee? I'm just joking. We did two, two <laughs> treats one line. That, that's all you got. Now, now we get deep. This is quite deep. So please pose that question to me one more time. So, having the last 12 months we've had. Yes. Looking forward to the next 12 months. What do you think is the thing we need to grab a hold of? Mm. That as will a help society, us as a people. As a people to, grow, uh, to, to move forward, make progress... Uh, to be in a more positive place than where we are mm. right now. I think if there's one thing I've learned uh, to do a lot more personally as, a, as an individual is really being 
having a lot more gratitude, just waking up and, and not taking things for granted. I think a lot of people took uh, a lot of their lives for granted, both their jobs, mm. their security, whatever it may be, was just like, ah, it's fine, it's going to be there, you know? Um, so I think just being grateful and not taking things for granted and moving with a, with a spirit of gratitude, and I know that's easier said than done, and I know that sounds like it's coming from a place of, yo, I'm fine, I'm going to be grateful. It's hard to be grateful when you're going through the most. I'm very well... Guys, I've been through the trenches. I know it's hard. And that's why I would say that, is that just having a, a spirit of gratitude. And I think what was really, really encouraging was just watching, like I, like I think I said to you last time, it just was so great to watch people, uh, not diversify, but like pivot, you know? Yeah. Pivoting is such an important thing. And um, I think as a nation, we're quite resilient already. We yeah. go through a lot as a country. Somebody was telling me, an American friend was like, yo, South Africans like to complain. I was like, my friend, not as much as Americans. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone likes to complain, it's Americans. Nice life there. But I think we're such a resilient people yeah. that um, are genuinely, as cheesy as it sounds, we're stronger together than we are apart, you know? Shout out to the medics there, guys. Um, but I, I would say just... Sure, I don't know how to wrap that up, but just going through the next 12 months, learn more ways to pivot, be grateful, remember that we are much, genuinely much stronger together than we are apart. And yeah, man, I think also another thing, guys, please don't be afraid to ask for help. I think a lot of people are very full of pride mm. and so asking for help in any and that doesn't mean like monetary app just help in general yeah. you know if you're trying to start something or trying to do something or need help in any sort of way ask for help man I wouldn't be anywhere I am now or where I'm going without the help of a million people around me yeah, you know no, no. so just reach out ask you know um, yeah I don't know if I answered your question but no you 100% did it is what I think it is. it's the two big things you're talking about it's like priority it's like reveal this what's what's important to us mm. being grateful for that and cutting away some of the slack that has got in the way and then Absolutely. the second part is the community understanding yeah. that hey so, of, someone's here mm. that needs help someone's in a worse off position than you you can do something about it yeah trimming off a lot of fat in our lives has oh, been 100%. a big part I mean it's so crazy what we thought was so important prior to lockdown that I look back and I was I talk about on radio often where I'm like there's certain things that I'll never go back to, like COVID or not. You'll never see me at this certain place. You'll never see me doing this or doing this. It's like a lot of that needed to be realized. And I think, weirdly enough, when you when you strip away a lot of that stuff that you were perhaps doing for fun or were able to do and were forced to do different things, you grow. I think about myself. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'd be in the business position I am now if my life didn't drastically change. If I was yeah. still gigging every weekend, if I was still traveling all over the country doing shows or whatever it was, I don't know if I would be able to create some of the stuff that I'm creating yeah. now. You know, so um, this year has really helped people trim off a lot of the fat. Yeah, no. And it moves us towards that idea of significance over success. Mzizi, mm. thanks so much for being with us. Thank uh, you. We're going to end our time. Uh, I hope that you were inspired, encouraged by this. I'd encourage you to share it with someone. Um, Mzizi's been so helpful. He's a really great friend of City. He's going to be very soon a guest worship leader. Yeah. We've already, uh, already had that discussion. Don't worry. You'll be, Boy. Yeah. You'll, be, you'll be hearing about that. Um, but thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Oh,